Hello, hello. You have found us again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. We have a number of topics to get to. We probably won't get to all of them. I'm going to talk about a new documentary series on HBO Max called The Vow. Oh, great. About Nexium. I love that kind of stuff. It's I'm right so up here. It is it. right. It has Mike Lambert. Oh, yeah. All that sounds like it. me. And we're going to talk about the RNC and Russia and oh, yeah. how it is manifesting in the conservative Trumpian world's view of urban life now. Right. And maybe a little on Jerry Falwell Jr. if we feel like it. Oh, yeah. And Interesting. maybe a little on Kellyanne Conway if we feel like it. But maybe oh. not. We don't okay. have to go there. I did want to just briefly check in because the last time we recorded during the day, Jacob Blake was shot. Oh, yeah, that's right. It happened that very day, right? That very day. And we hadn't heard about it yet. Right. Did you see the video of it? No. For some reason, unlike George Floyd, I needed to see it. And I, right. I watched it. And it was unbelievable. It just, it's so unbelievable. And there was another one, a Trayford, I tried to remember his last name. It's something like P-E-L-L-I-N. That's not quite right. But he was shot in the back and killed by an officer on August 21st. And that happened in Lafayette, Louisiana. And we haven't even heard about him. It asks the question, how many more that we haven't seen? How many right. more? have died that haven't been recorded on someone's phone. No, it's just horrible, tragic, and awful. And we don't have the accountability. I hate to sound like a broken record, but that really is what's missing. I don't know if I ever told you this, but that fateful night that I was in jail, I'm sure you don't remember, but let me refresh your memory. <laughs> Could you hold on a second? I'm just watching a little YouTube here of Joan Rivers. She's so funny. But, 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 but. Okay, I'm done now. I'm ready. <laughs> Were you saying something? I was. <laughs> what I found was that as a, I guess I was 18 because I was an adult. I was taken to jail for having run a stop sign on my bicycle, not pay the warrant, etc. My bicycle and I were taken to Van Nuys jail. And I was treated very nicely. Mm. I knew immediately that I was being treated very nicely because there was except a woman. Except by me. <laughs> except, by, except by my best friend. Yes, that will go. There's a backstory. We'll have to go into that someday. <laughs> someday. But the woman who was, there was a woman who was in pain who was black. And she kept calling out. She said, I think I'm miscarrying. Oh. And they just told her to shut up. Oh, wow. And See, there I, it is. You know, I was put in my own little cell with my own little pillow and kept as far away from the general population as possible. Right. And I knew it then that this was wrong. That yeah. Something was very wrong. Yeah. So it is so systemic. It yeah, just, there's yeah. no get away from it. Yeah. Well, I had a window into racism in the LAPD in those years in the 70s because of my mom's second marriage to a cop mm. from the LAPD. My mom just gave me story after story of the terrible things these people would say. And I always thought then that, oh, well, it's the LAPD and it's, oh, who's that guy? Ed Davis was the chief and he was, he was a racist. But it wasn't. It was the whole United States. I thought the same thing. I just thought that because of Rodney King, we had mm -hmm. all those bad apples. But I think that because of yeah. Trump, it's, yes. much, it's much worse. But at least it's become visible. But Yes, um, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Well, should we talk about the RNC? Because it sure, was so much fun. Go. I found it really terrifying. I was scared. 
I mm-hmm. feel scared. I feel especially terrified by the images of the last night. And what really terrified me was the fact that he seemed so sure that he was going to be reelected. That's what was the most disturbing thing of all. I don't know if you had the same impression, but it seemed to me that he was a dictator. He was uh, Lubyshenko in Belarus who was going to falsify the vote count. I didn't take it that way. I just took it as he's talking as though he has already been reelected and so did Melania. They talked about what I will do in the next four years. I thought it was just an attempt to hypnotize the audience into- And I think that it's all pageantry. Mm -hmm. And it's all meant to do that. Well, the two messages that I got were, Trump's not a racist because he has all these black and brown people speaking for him. So if I vote for him, then I won't be a racist because he's not a racist. I don't think that they think any black and brown people are going to vote for Trump. And the women, same thing. Right. No, it was there to calm concerned white women in the burbs. Yes, in the burbs. Exactly. And the thing that was meant to fire up the now calm down women in the burbs was the amount of violence that's being perpetrated. Now, you have a theory about this. I am a conspiracy theorist and proud of it. I'm convinced that this violence that we're seeing in these cities and these like this caravan of Trump supporters that came and more or less invaded a Black Lives Matter protest in Portland. And they killed someone, didn't they? Yeah, one of the right wing proud boy types got killed but they haven't figured out this yet. And of course, Trump tweeted, may he rest in peace. He hasn't tweeted that about About anybody else. Or about Blake. You know, a couple of months ago, Trump said something about, oh, we're going to see some big things you'll see coming up before the election. He made this kind of weird little vague prediction. And I thought it was going to be some kind of October surprise. But I believe that what we're seeing now is the October surprise, or at least Mm -hmm. one of them. And that this violence is going to increase and that it's being purposefully and systematically provoked through social media, possibly through paid agitators to infiltrators into Black Lives Matter and other organizations so that there will be this violence in the cities so that in Trump slash Russia's mind, white suburban voters will get scared and those that are so inclined will revert back to voting for Trump because of just this kind of deep, unconscious level terror about violence in the cities. So this me- it's a meme, violence in the cities. They said it a million times in the, they in the said convention. It, law and order, law and order, violence in the cities are burning. Mm-hmm. Yes, they could not have said it more. There was nothing right. more that they, that they verbalized yeah. than the cities were American carnage again. Right. So I'm really hoping that Biden will forcefully turn that around and make it Trump's problem instead of his defense. Yes. Well, he constantly says it's Democrat mayors and Democrat cities. Yeah. Democrat mayors. Democrat Democrat cities. cities. I don't think that it's that much of a stretch. Certainly the CIA had people infiltrate the Black Panthers. Exactly. To agitate. If we can think of it, Putin has thought of it. And yeah, there's nothing stopping him. Plus today, Trump, Trump I think Trump, <laughs> Trump, <laughs> Trump, he had a tweet storm today, apparently. And one of his claims was that Democrats are fomenting this violence in the cities. And, you know, that's typical of him to project something that he's doing on yes. someone else. And not having any proof. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily ascribe to it being Russia, but I, but I do believe that it could be. And I believe that it, it's not just Russia, that it is the far right. That's right. That are doing right. it. That yeah, they're agitating for, yes. Yeah. 
that they're getting yeah, in I mean, there. Russia's, Russia, it's a win for Russia just to have us at each other's throats all the time, Yes, regardless of who wins the election. Yes. And if it's Biden, just to keep fomenting the antipathy between right. the parties. Because I've said probably since Newt Gingrich that if our parties could not work together, that that was mm-hmm. going to be the end of our democracy. And they're good at that. And that's what they're working for. And it makes me, this sounds really cynical, but if Hillary had won, we'd still be in a mess. Yes. Because they would have worked it from another angle to bring us into this state of paralysis. I used to think that too, that if Hillary had won, she would have been absolutely quartered. What are they, what's the expression? Drawn and quartered. Drawn and quartered by the Republican Party, by Mitch McConnell and by who was Paul Ryan. And if she had won, 2018 wouldn't have happened. Yes. It would not have happened. That's right. So I don't know, at least there's a glimmer of light. I have felt optimistic up until I watched how they performed. Someone said about the Hatch Act, and the president and the vice president aren't subject to the Hatch Act the way that mm-hmm. everybody else who works in the Congress is. That's right. Or works in the cabinet or works right. for the government. But what they said was, the point was not, oh, we hope we can get away with it. The point was, we're going to get away with it. And we're going to rub your face in it while we do that's it. That's right. Trump actually said we're here and they're not. Right. So we have a law and we have a whole slew of staff members from the White House who are in violation of the law, plus Kellyanne Conway, which I know you wanted to get to, who's been reported by the special counsel or whatever. She was warned. She has been warned. Yeah, I forget the name Uh, of the office of the special counsel. What is it? The office of the special counsel. Is that it? Okay. I think so. Multiple violations, but there's no enforcement of law. So we're literally living on a certain level in a banana republic where laws don't matter. It doesn't matter. And that is the point. Just like the cruelty is the point right. down at the border, the flouting of the laws is the point right. because he was impeached and he didn't suffer any consequences right, from it. Right, right. So and now so he we... can do whatever he wants. True. My my real concern is the debates because right. everybody says, well, you know, Joe Biden did so well in these blah, blah, blah. Well, so did Hillary. That's right. So did Hillary. That's right. And Trump was was who knows what he was in those yeah. debates. Yeah. And and the Access Hollywood tape came out right before one of the debates. Mm-hmm. And he trotted on all the people who had accused Bill Clinton right. of impropriety. That leads us to Jerry Falwell Jr., which I don't want to dwell on because this I want to say. I don't care what Jerry Falwell Jr. does in his private life. I felt the same way about Bill Clinton. And Gavin, and what about Gavin Newsom? Well, he was a cheater, you know. He had the sexual oh, relations yes. outside of Indeed. his marriage. Indeed. But Indeed. then I found out his wife was Kimberly Guilfoyle, and I'm thinking, now I kind of support his <laughs> having that affair. And you know, Don Jr. left his wife for Kimberly Guilfoyle. Jeez. Left his wife and five children for Kimberly frickin' Guilfoyle. She's very shouty, as we say. <laughs> She's a very shouty woman. Anyway, Jerry Falwell Jr., the resonant point for me is that he came into Trump's life where there were these photographs of maybe not this pool boy, but maybe someone else who was involved with this couple. And they knew it. And that Jerry Falwell Jr. was supposed to be endorsing Ted Cruz, but because of Michael Cohen's actions, according to him, he flipped for Trump. Right. And all of those evangelical voters. Right. So I know that we think that those evangelical voters came from his association with Mike Pence, but Jerry Falwell Jr. had a huge impact 
right. on the election. Right. And the fact is, I only care about his antics because he's a hypocrite. Right. If he was just keeping to himself about gay rights and all the rest right. of it, right. then I wouldn't. But he is a hypocrite. And I'll leave it at that. The Trump people knew that he had this sexual practice that he didn't want made public. So they said, well, we'll keep it. We know about that about you and we will keep it quiet if you endorse us. Oh, I did not realize that that's how that shook down. I thought yeah. that somehow Falwell had been referred to Michael Cohen as as Trump's fixer to get him out of this situation. But actually, they created the situation. They Trump used to created against... the situation. Exactly. It's all mafia I didn't know that. style stuff. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, well, we'll my keep God. it quiet. We'll keep it quiet. We know it. We have the information. We'll keep it quiet. And you need to endorse us. I need a favor, though. Mm, be ashamed if those photographs were made public. I mean, he should have exposed Trump right then and there. That would have been the right thing to do. Oh, yeah, but that would have required some level of ethics that he doesn't have. Yes, that's yeah. true. It's amazing how people in the church have no ethics. I mean, how so many of them have no ethics. It is just really solidifies my feelings about religion altogether. Mm -hmm. And you have your own feelings about religion. So I do. I yeah. actually, I began my cult recovery ex-Christian scientist workshop yesterday on Zoom. Because it, it's the same principle there. You have people telling you you shouldn't be taking medicine because you should be relying on God and your understanding of infinite spirit and mind and blah, blah, blah in order to make you well. But I don't have proof, but I have a strong suspicion that most everybody was seeing doctors on the side. And so it's kind of a parallel to these people who tell you how to run your sex life in order to be holy and to be right and to be good with God, but they're not doing it. That's interesting. You know, I heard a, a thumbnail description of a cult that I thought was really interesting. I just heard this a couple of days ago, that in a democracy, you expect that the leaders will keep you safe. Mm. In a cult, the leaders expect you to die for them, to put your life on the line. That is yeah. how you prove that you are loyal. Boy, that's true. And that was my experience in my religion. Because um, people died. Exactly. Proved and that's that. where the Trump thing is a cult too, because it's like, no, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'd rather die, and I'd rather cause you to die than right. wear a mask, because death is better than giving up my freedom. There have been reports of people injecting bleach and, and being hospitalized for it. Jesus. And oh. this is still going on. It is truly incredible. Injecting and ingesting. Okay. Yeah. On another note, I did want to talk about The Vow, the HBO Oh, man. yes. It is so good. And unfortunately, you can't stream the whole thing all at once. It's only one episode per week. Uh, so I've only seen the first episode. But you know about Nexium. There was a series on cults. And each week they would do a different cult. And so I, I saw a one-hour expose on them. But that's all I've seen. Well, you probably know a lot more than I know because I'm still at the beginning. Right. And what this seems to be, which is so fascinating, it was started by someone who was this mathematical genius. I mean, he was some sort of a child prodigy. And he spoke very eloquently about the idea that this was going to be a way to heighten consciousness for the people who were seeking such a thing, people who were already seeking enlightenment, but it would accelerate that process and bring them to a greater sense of joy, but also a greater sense of purpose. Right. And boy, did they have great spokespeople working for 
for this cause. And it was fantastically successful. Weren't all the people really beautiful too? They all looked like supermodels? The people that, that well, were running it and representing it. I just uh, remember in the thing I saw, everybody looked so nice and airbrushed. The young people do, the people who started it, the woman who started it is attractive, but she's not mm -hmm. in any way a supermodel, the woman okay. who's a spokesperson, but then they probably, I mean, I'm thinking about the people who were interviewed, at least the ones that have been seen on camera so far are attractive. Mm -hmm. They have scarves and one scarf is for beginners, one is for people who... It is a Ponzi scheme. It is mm -hmm. an Amway thing. Mm -hmm. It is Scientology. It's like you spiritual Amway. Yeah. Exactly. You have to bring in other people. That's a big mm -hmm. part of your progressing up in the That's organization. Right. Yeah. And another thing That's that you have to do is you have to integrate yourself. You would love this part. Wait till you watch this. It is just mind boggling. Like people have these breakthroughs about how they are disintegrated and how mm. their assumptions about themselves can be broken down. Oh. And I know it really speaks to me too. So they seem to have these genuine breakthroughs. You're right. And of course, they're paying money for these classes. That's right. Just so they're, like invested, they're invested in being deconstructed yes. and reconstructed. Yes. But so far, the only thing that I've seen in the first episode is the building of this organization and how it works and how these certain people have become mesmerized and under the sway of this. Not just Kevin is the leader of it, the cult leader, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. also the people who are under him who are promoting this kind of thought process or belief system is I guess what they would really call it. Mm -hmm. And at the very end, there's a cliffhanger where one of the women says, listen, I'm starting to think that things aren't really right here. There's things I'm just going with my gut. And that's the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. So of course, now it's Sunday. I have to watch the next episode. Cliffhanger. Oh yeah, that's how I was with, I will be there in the dark. Yeah, that was like, oh God, I can't wait another week. When I started it, I thought to myself, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I know that there's, I know there's a cult. I know women were branded. I know that they were sexually abused, blah, right. blah, blah. And and it may just be too salacious for me, maybe, but it doesn't maybe. start there at all. It starts yeah. with this idea that someone is promoting that you can live a better life. So did you break down and buy an HBO Max subscription? I accidentally got it for an extra month because oh, okay. I, I thought that it ended one day and it ended a day earlier. So I got resubscribed. But now that the vow is on, I realize that I'm going to have to have it for at least another month or so. You've got to. I watched a Hitchcock movie last night from my phone onto my TV that was from HBO Max. What was it? The Lady Vanishes. The Lady Which Vanishes. I've never seen. It's really I... fun. It's a very early one. He was still in England when he did it. It's really fun because it's cute and humorous at the same time that it's a thriller. And so uh -huh. I love the way he toys with the emotional tone. But I was very sad to discover in my quest to watch all of the Harry Potter movies a couple of weeks ago... HBO Max took <gasps> them off. They're no longer there. I oh, I guess. can't believe that. I know. They say that it's likely they'll go to NBC's launching their own streaming thing called Peacock. Peacock. It's already started. And they think it might go there because I guess Universal's involved. Something to do with the oh. companies that own the, the different companies. Well, that own Warner them. Brothers did Harry Potter and uh -huh. HBO is Warner Brothers. So that's well, an odd thing. I don't know. I, 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 I skimmed. So I could be factually off base there, but I, but it is true that they're no longer on HBO Max.
I wanted to just make mention of something that I saw recently because I was listening to, as I was with Diabolique, another flashback. They were doing a flashback on Roman Holiday, which I remember loving. And I have to say, it is such a great COVID just escape uh. movie. Audrey Hepburn, it was her first major film. She wow. is so Lewis. luminous in it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else like Audrey Hepburn, and she plays a princess. And uh, she plays a princess who doesn't want to be a princess. She wants to just be a normal girl. Uh, and she escapes from her princessdom and finds Gregory Peck. Uh, two of them have a day in Rome, and it's just so wonderful. I, I, I ended up buying this huge coffee table Audrey Hepburn book because I remembered how much I loved her. So oh, wow. my recommendation is Audrey Hepburn, oh, Roman great. Holiday, or Sabrina, or anything else with Audrey Hepburn yeah, in it. Really yeah. can't Breakfast go wrong. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, my God. Well, we need to say goodbye to our boomers. Okay, bye boomers. I hope it will be an encouraging week. Yes, I'm looking forward to this week, unlike the week that I was not looking forward to last week. So we will keep our fingers and toes crossed. Okay. Okay, stay safe. Goodbye. Okay. Till next week. See you then. Bye, everybody. I want to